All right, everybody. Make sure to close your door, turn off the lights, and play this episode in incognito mode. Because tonight, I'm Swade. <laughs> and I'm Chris. I didn't expect that one. <laughs> and this is Deep <laughs> Anime Dive. Yes. I, I, I thought you were going to go with what I said, but... I, I was, but then you called me out, so I can't. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. I had like, like a different, like weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I'm sure so you... <laughs> so how have you been? I'm doing pretty good. Been Been studying Japanese again. I think I kind of yeah. been telling you about that, but... Yeah. I'm going to get up to that high level. Yeah. And I really need to get on it, back on it as well. Like, I, I, I have been looking at the links that you gave me about the uh, different uh, uh, sites or whatever, that one, like, Native Shark or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's... that. Yeah, I've been using uh, Native Shark and a Japanese Pod 101, I guess, for anyone who cares. Not sponsored, obviously. Yeah. But they've been working really well for me. And yeah, I just, I was watching Hollow Live a few weeks ago, and I suddenly had this urge where I was like, man, it'd be really cool Like, if instead of understanding 50% of this, I could understand 100% of this. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I feel like I understand about 50% what they talk about depending on the person yeah that's the catch like some people i understand more than some yeah like, yeah for like example like nico i understand like maybe like 20 to 30 percent yikes and uh aqua i understand maybe like 60 70 percent um and then i don't know maybe pecora i would say about like 50 maybe right yeah pecker is the one i want to understand more i think yeah but and there's much of hollow stars but are you huh? becoming a pecker fanboy yes maybe she likes dragon quest <laughs> yeah, yeah she has she bunny ears. ears yeah she she's she and she has like the greatest laugh out of all of them it's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, she's she's pretty great. Um, but not so, as great as Aqua. I mean, you know, we can we can go fight outside after we're done recording, but nah, there, there, there's no fight. It's uh, it's one way. <laughs> there's there's only one road, and that is the yeah. road of Aqua. All right, I yeah, we can. We can talk about how bad your opinion is later. But. I've shown you clips. You you understand. <laughs> no, yeah, she she's pretty funny. She's yeah, she's a she's a person that says yeah. things. <laughs> so, uh, um, I've been. Uh, what, what else have you been doing? Are you watching any anime or anything like that? Oh yeah, I've been watching a lot of anime too. I'm just. Just like trying to consume as much Japanese as I can. Yeah. Um, I binged the entire 
uh, season one of Uzaki Chanwa Asobitai. Azuki wants to hang out. I want to see that. It was surprisingly fun. Like I'd watched episode one a few months back during the Twitter fire that was happening. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, oh, this show's okay, you know? It's like a little, it- a little bland maybe, but... Isn't it getting a season two? Yeah, season two is coming out, I think, next year, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it really deserves it because... Like the way season one built itself up, like it feels like the by the time you get to the end of season one, like it's only just getting started. Because like, like every few episodes, like they would kind of like would introduce like a new side character to like further complicate the main character's life. Um, Sakurai. Because yeah, like I mean, the show is called Izaki-chan, but really it's about uh, yeah the main hero is Sakurai and it's just his life is slowly made worse by the people around him <laughs> but, doesn't she uh, she just like make it worse too yeah, well, like the whole like the whole gimmick of the show is that he's like like he's in college and he's like a super like lone like loner type like he doesn't really like to hang out with people he's super introverted he'd rather just you know he, he goes to school he has his part time job and then he plays video games at home that's all he wants to do. And then uh, Uzaki, who's like his co-high that knew him from high school, decides that that's just no good. Yeah. And so she, like, her her motivations are still kind of hard to understand at this point. Like, as a character, she's really hard to understand. But she kind of brings it upon herself that she's like, well, this guy needs to have a social life, whether or not he wants it. And so it's basically just every episode is like she's dragging him to like some crazy, ridiculous situation or like ambushing him whenever he like tries to do stuff on his own. Yeah. And it's just about how his life is made more in, more interesting as a result. Interesting. But yeah, the side characters are, are really fun. Like, and it, it's just a really fun show. It's really silly. It's like it's surprisingly wholesome, considering like like one of the big marketing things about the show is Uzaki and her figure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's a fun one, and I, I'm really excited for season two. I think it's just going to get better. I uh, I, I really want to see it now, like. I've just heard like so many things about it and like, plus I want to just watch it because a lot of people are saying not to watch it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I tried really hard to like, because I was watching and I was trying to figure out like what was like so offensive about it. Yeah. Cause you know, all everyone's like, Oh man, the show is like so sexist and it's offensive and unrealistic. And, and it's like, yeah, kind of. Like, well, is anime always unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, it's just so weird that Uzaki was the one that kind of caught all the caught all the hate for it. Cause, like, there's definitely been like, as far as like you know, character designs go, there have been like far, I don't know, far more sexist designs. Cause, like, Uzaki herself is like, she's like a really, like a like pretty like nice like innocent 
like you know well-intentioned person yeah like there are like like fan servicey moments but like they're pretty infrequent and they're never like that bad isn't it the kind of like similar show to um uh teasing master takagi uh, um probably i haven't seen takagi-san you really need to see takagi-san like yeah, like, it's it's on my list but it's very chill right yeah i, I do need to see it sometime I, I feel like it's probably a very similar vibe where for the most part it's just like slice of life mm-hmm. it's just like it's just like really normal situations but the the tension and the fun is just com- comes from like the characters interacting with each other in certain situations yeah and they're just it's just really well written yeah it sounds it sounds really good I know. So, it, it, it made me laugh out loud a lot really yeah it's good when you get an anime that does that kind of like uh how we've been feeling with ko as we've been watching it yeah like I mean, I, I know, K-On, I think, is still a more well-rounded, like, developed show. Yeah. But, like, it, yeah, Uzaki-chan definitely has that same vibe of, like, it's pretty chill, and it's just, like, about a group of friends just getting into shenanigans. Yeah. But. Anyway. Well, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So watch that. been watching the other regulars weekly shows obviously that kind of been following last few episodes so yeah getting caught up on everything yep there's so much to get caught up on yeah i am watching six shows now since you got you talked me into watching jujutsu kaisen i'm glad you're watching it because it's uh it's really one to remember at least for the animation yeah it it was interesting because like, I, I was, I was kind of like studying it, especially like the first couple left to see what you were talking about. Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot more work put into it compared to a uh, most anime these days. Yep, so true. There's a lot of there's a lot of anime this this uh, I'm not saying this season, but recently that really struggle to like uh make it like usually it's just like a lot of still frames or something like that like for example promise neverland and stuff yeah yeah uh, it's, it's rough it's, yeah well they're trying to like double the output of anime when they have the same number of animators so Mm-hmm. Stuff is going to suffer a little. Yep. Yeah, that happens a lot. And uh, like, I remember I was watching a uh, podcast, and uh, I believe it was Trash Taste. I think. Yeah, and they it's were the only every- podcast you can watch. So. Yeah. Most you listen and, to. I think. <laughs> they're they're the best. They're the best. They're very entertaining. Yeah. Um, but this episode that I was talking about was. Uh, they were interviewing a JoJo's uh, like animator. Oh, okay. That he 
a lot of animation for JoJo's. He did a lot of animation for like other works, other like shows. Hmm. Um, he was talking about like how it was very uh, um, how they don't get paid enough. Oh uh, yeah, it's very. It's like extremely grueling work. Yeah, I, I, I've heard similar things. Like it, it has to be passion. Like it's like becoming a teacher. Like you yeah. can't be in it for the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 basically just like your passion. Well, a lot of people are just passionate about it. So just mm-hmm. sort of like seeing something like Jujutsu Kaisen play out, I'm like, geez, I hope the people there are not overworking themselves. You know. And I, I think you can tell when it's uh, when a show gets a, like a lot of love compared to shows that are just out there just to make a quick buck, you know? Yeah, for sure. Especially nowadays with the anime being so saturated as it is. Mm-hmm. Like it is right now we're extremely saturated because like back in the day, I remember when there was like maybe like a maximum of like 15 to 15 shows, 15 to 20 shows per season. And now we right. have like double that. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So. It's, really rough. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So, so. Uh, I have been uh, watching a lot of stuff. Mostly just... Uh, Mostly just VTubes, Aqua, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I'm also like been catching up on like a lot of stuff. Like uh, all of my shows, because I'm watching like, I think like five or six shows. Wow. And uh, I'm still behind. And I just keep on getting more and more behind, it feels like. Uh-oh. It's rough. That's, that's what happens when you like watch like a lot of stuff. It's just like you like prioritize it at certain times and right. No, yeah, I, the, I get that. Yeah, a lot of the times I feel like I like um, go like maybe I'll just wait to like binge like three episodes at once instead of watching it every week. You know? Yeah, I mean, like with like with ReZero, I'm like. I know there's going to be like insane uh, uh, cliffhangers. So why don't I just wait for like maybe like three or four episodes and then binge those three or four episodes? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And you know, a really good trick, if you want to know how to avoid cliffhanger drama, is you stop watching episodes like about halfway through the episode. Oh, really? Yeah, because they usually will have resolved the previous cliffhanger. And they won't be getting into the next cliffhanger quite yet. So you can pause like midway and it's a lot see, less stressful. See, I thought you were going to say, just wait until it's the anime's over. <laughs> well, that's no fun. Yeah, it's, it's no fun. That's no fun. I mean, although with, with ReZero, like I probably won't start that one until the current season's finished. Cause yeah. Cause that he's very, uh, it's super action-packed. There's like not really uh, very many moments to breathe. You know, they don't even have like an opening or a closing or something, right? Yeah, that's what I wish more anime would do. Is like 
cut out the opening and ending and then uh, and uh, use it for actually more storytelling. Right. Because that's like an extra like three minutes. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I've been, uh, but like the main thing I've been working on is I've been trying to finish this book that I've been working on for like working on to finish since mm-hmm. like November. Yeah. And is I, it a, a longish book. Yes. It's a freaking long book. So for many, if, if some people don't know, I, I, I love the Stormlight Archive books by Brandon Sanderson. Right. And, uh, um, his most recent one, Resident Evil War, came out um, last year in November. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really looking forward to it, but I got like so busy like around that time. And uh, the VTube stuff was like gaining mo- more and more momentum. So I like was prioritizing that and prioritizing like some games. And then. And then um, I just put it off and I kept on like listening to it whenever I had a chance or whenever I was uh, bored or something. And then I finally like sat down and was like, you know what? I'm going to finish it all in just this week. And I did. It's a good achievement. Nice. I really like the book. It's a fantastic book. Yeah, there you go. I wish we didn't have to wait like uh, four years for the next one, three to four years for the next one. Well, he is writing like five other series, so. He like, he, he's a monster. Like he, he like releases like a book a year. Yeah, it's, it's kind of scary. If, yeah, I don't know if you've looked into like what he's done and stuff. But like he has like a his like website like has like what he's working on, and you can like he'll update it every time every time that he's like done with a session or something like that. Like I am fifty percent of the way through the rough draft or something like that. Yeah, like well, just like social media in general, and then like the podcast he does, like his YouTube channel. Yeah, you, yeah he's like so active in like yeah. a thousand different ways. I, I don't know how he does it. Like, he also says that he plays like a lot of games. Right. So, like, like, I don't know how he does it. And like before last year, like he would tour like uh, conventions and stuff. Like I saw him at Comic-Con a few times. Yeah. I think he, he like goes to like lots of them. Like, like does like lectures and. Like, Apparently, uh, like I, I remember um, listening to sort of his. Uh, um, uh, thing podcast things. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's like his passion. Like he like loves it so much that that's what he does at his free time. That uh, uh, whenever he has a moment, he like does that. Yeah, so, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, but and again, that's probably how you become an author with like a million best-selling books and a thousand awards and whatever else he's done. So many uh, awards, incredible amount. And Mm -hmm. uh, this like series, the the Stormlight Archive is like his magnum opus, I believe. Uh, I think that's what he called it. um, Okay. When he started it, like this was like the culmination of like all of his works. The one story he wanted to tell. 
So and, and it and it and it's looking like it is because we're like four books in, and it's like incredible, an incredible experience each book. Hmm. So anyway, that's my that's my little not anime rant. <laughs> yeah, deep Sanderson dive. <laughs> no, we're not one of those podcasts. Oh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like super knowledgeable about the the lore and stuff. I don't know every little detail. Man. Oh. Yeah, I I can't even. I think I've ever like like half of one of his books, so I, I can't even yeah. begin to start on. I wish you would start Stormlight. I think you would really like it. I probably would. I like his podcast. Like he's a really interesting podcaster. But yeah, anyways. All right. So, so uh, have you uh, have you found any like good news, uh, hot topics? Uh, yeah, I found a, a topic that's pretty, pretty fresh and toasty out of the oven. That uh, I am interested because really, I have I have barely found anything. Yeah, I mean, and I don't like this is. Yeah, and I'll yeah, I'll go ahead and spend, I don't know how interesting you'll find it, but so apparently, um, and the official release date hasn't been stated. Probably like next year, maybe in the like like twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. But um, Netflix is going to be producing a Terminator anime series. Terminator anime series. Yeah. Really. Yeah, and uh, so that that's kind of interesting, like. I'm always interested to see how these like these kind of like Western produced like anime kind of pan out because if you remember like those like Marvel ones from like geez, 15 years ago. Yeah, I, I think I remember those some of those when they were airing. Yeah, they were kind of a mixed bag, but I remember I really liked the the Wolverine one and the X Men one, and I think someone out there is going to hate me for saying that because I think they're all generally regarded as bad. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this one plays out. Mm-hmm. But then I guess the the thing that was like really eye catching as as I kind of going through the article is this is um, the first time in 12 years the Terminator will be um, in a in an anime. And so of course I had to be like, okay, what happened 12 years ago? It turns out that there was an official Terminator crossover with the Doraemon anime series back in 2009. What? what? It was it was a promotional project for the uh, what was it Terminator Salvation which was a pile of trash but apparently it's a really good can- like a crossover with Doraemon. Um if you don't if for people who don't know what Doraemon is, it's like it's a show made for like 5-year-old kids. It's basically it's basically like the equivalent of uh, what would be the equivalent? Like maybe like Dora the Explorer. Yeah, I don't know, like it's I, like I, like very young children. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I've never looked up into it. To be honest, oh sorry, I never looked up anything um, into uh, Doraemon. I've, yeah, it, it just seems like a daunting task to try to get into. Or not a lot of it is subbed. 
Yeah, I mean, it's never really been licensed here. Like, it's it's very a Japanese show. I I, I watched a few episodes uh, in Japan. Actually, I watched some with a with a family because their kids were super pumped about it. And I'm like, oh, you got to watch Doraemon with us. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, basically, uh, Doraemon is a robot cat from the future, and he's got like a magic kangaroo pouch that always conveniently solves all of their problems, whatever might happen. And yeah, and I guess the episode was like they time traveled to like the Terminator apocalypse future <laughs> and had like an episode with the Terminator, which is like, I need to find this episode. Did you watch like, it? I, I need to watch it. Like this needs to be in my life. Wow. Like I just, so that's the real reason this, this news interests me is like, you know, cool. There's going to be an anime, but wait a minute. What happened 12 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's interesting yeah and the article has an amazing screenshot if you find it on anime news network it shows a picture of doraemon running away from the terminator who's holding a shotgun oh wow <laughs> it's, just, it's just like i can't believe it's real that's fascinating but yeah so that's what i found this week wow uh, mine is not so nearly as crazy. <laughs> yeah. Mine was just like a general like news update. Like okay. World that uh, Japan is slowly and en- ending state of emergencies in some prefectures. Oh. Are COVID nineteen? Oh, hey, that's that's good news. Yeah, it's good news. And uh, uh, still, there are some areas that are still in a state of emergency at the moment. But right. apparently, around like March seventh, that they'll be out of the state of emergency or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's 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 really good to hear. So maybe uh, maybe in the later half of the year they'll open back up. Hopefully, yeah, that'd be really cool glad that they're they have a better handle on it than we do yeah um yeah there's i just wish it would be over the whole covid stuff and get yeah. back to the normalcy right it's it's coming but i'd love to go to japan and uh take that trip that we were going to take yeah i remember that that trip we had planned for march of 2020 Oh, you could you could tell you could tell the listeners about that. <laughs> yeah, we we spent I don't know how do you like probably six eight months planning that trip. Yep, started in July twenty nineteen. July twenty nineteen. Yeah. Saved our pennies, bought our tickets. We had our yep. hotels. We had our plans. I was yep. going to go to a robot restaurant in Tokyo. I was so yep. pumped. I was Maybe a Butler Cafe. Butler Cafe. Huh? Did what? you just say Butler Cafe? Maid Cafe. What are you talking about? I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> the recording will suggest otherwise. Maybe. <laughs> no. You can't edit it now. It's already been said. Everyone Let's do a really knows. obvious like cut. <laughs> you just want a butler to wait on you? Yeah, uh, didn't you ever watch the anime Black Butler? I assume it'll be like that. Uh, Black Butler. 
Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Tony Kaku. That's a whole other can of worms right there. Um, yeah, so someday I will go to Japan again when the world's not on fire. Yeah, hopefully next year. That's what I'm planning to go, I think. Yeah. Let's we'll see if we can get our original group to go for it again. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, but we'll see. We'll see when that happens, and we'll probably give uh, information on that uh, when we get closer, and we'll talk about like our plans and stuff like that. Yeah, we could do like do like a massive trip to Japan. We could do like all ten of the people who listen to come with us. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe we can upload a video or something like uh, put on a YouTube channel or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. I am trying to get a YouTube channel set up. So am I. So, well, are you talking about for the podcast or? Yeah, for what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, right. Are you talking about personally? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. Uh, it might happen, it might not. Yeah, for, I think for the, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we should, we should definitely have one for the uh, podcast. But, yeah, that's a that's a project I'm trying to put together to make interesting videos to accompany the uh, the audio. Because yeah, yeah, anyway. But yeah, cool. Anyhow. Yeah, that's the hot topics for the week. Nice, nice. Not too much uh, stuff announced or anything like that. So. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the calm before they start hyping all the new stuff for next season. So. Yeah, next month will be the last month of the uh, season. And then uh, April will be all the new stuff. Fruits Basket final season. Yeah, and like a thousand other shows. Uh, All those shows don't matter. But Zombieland Revenge. Uh, The Revenge of Zombieland. uh, The Legendary Tie Returns. The Legendary Tie. (laughs) <laughs> Tony Kaku. <laughs> yeah, I promise we'll actually talk about the topic of today's show now. All right, what is our topic for today? Today, uh, we are going to talk about the funnest, most forbiddenest topic of all, mm-hmm. the guilty pleasure anime. <laughs> our favorite guilty pleasure animes, huh? Yeah, it's really funny. I, I kind of made like an offhand suggestion to to Chris is like, oh, that'd be fun to do someday. And he's like, oh, we're going to do that right now. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll record that next time. <laughs> yeah, so like, so I, I kind of had like the, oh, it's ka shiokana. Yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, let's do it now. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I have, I have to watch some shows that I'm guilty of. <laughs> yeah. And I'm actually, to be honest, I'm scared for what you are going to say. Oh, yeah? I feel mine are very generic. But right. uh, I, I think yours uh, is going to be something crazy. Wait, what do you think I watch in my free time? <laughs> I think you watch weird stuff. Just because I think the one I mentioned, well... You did mention one to me a while, uh, earlier. Yeah, I mentioned one to you that... I was going to say that might be the weirdest one, but that might not be the weirdest one. We'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> that was pretty weird. Yeah, I'm 
I have mine. I have mine lined up like least to most weird. So I'll try to like. We'll try to like. At least on my end, I'm gonna like ease into this, so that hopefully people don't think worse of me again. Because every episode, I lower my status as a human being. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you say something embarrassing this time, Chris? <laughs> I, I, I can't say anything embarrassing. Because I, I, I've, I've given up on being embarrassed. You know? I can't get so embarrassed I, when there's nothing to be embarrassed about. See, I tried that, but then you still laughed at me, so... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's because the stuff that you were, you were telling me about was actually weird. <laughs> you know what? But uh, we'll see. We'll see when we get down into it. Yeah, sure. All right. We'll see how this friendship holds out. Holds out. <laughs> so l- um, let, let me start out because because I'll, I'll be light. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. So, uh, um, one that I uh, really enjoy. Uh, that's like. I don't think many people know of it. It has like two seasons, I believe. Um, okay. It's called New Game. You New Game. I yeah. I have heard of this one, actually. It's it's newer, right? Yes, it's a uh, semi new ish. Aired right. in twenty sixteen. Okay. Yeah. 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 And it's basically just about a girl who joins a uh, video game making company. Yeah, and okay. It's just like cute girls making video games, and it's basically just a slice of life about uh, these girls making video games. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it has it's it's not like super like uh, uh, like yeah bye crazy it's like more like uh uh kind of like chill kind of similar to ko in a bit okay it does it does have it it doesn't really have too much uh etchy or anything like that in it Hmm. but i really enjoyed it even though it wasn't like the greatest show ever um i had so much fun with it because like uh, the characters were pretty interesting and uh, um, it was nice like seeing them be able to like create a game and actually release it and like kind of see some of like the uh, albeit very uh, uh, I, I, I'm sure there's a lot more that goes into making games but like seeing some of like the programs that that are made and like like how like some games are like designed, even though it's probably very uh, very light on the details, um, I had a lot of fun with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say I'd say I'd list it underneath like a guilty pleasure because it was it was pretty it was a pretty trashy show. Like I'm not gonna lie, it was a it was mostly just cute girls doing cute things with like slightly eerie undertones. Uh, okay. And, uh, 
But yeah, it was fun. Okay. That's that's one of my four. All right. Well, I guess that's a that's a good baseline for for our uh, embarrassing scale here. I guess. Um. Okay. I will race myself for the first one. <laughs> but the first one's going to be not so weird. I promise. I think. I think it's fine. Well, fine. Okay, so the first one I want to talk about. So there's one show in particular I want to talk about, but then I want to give like a general shout out. Uh, yeah, anyway. So okay. I want to talk about Ultimate Muscle. Um, Ultimate Muscle. That's what it was called in America. In Japan, it would have been Kinikumen, Kinikuman Nisei. It's technically like a spin-off series to the Kinikuman mangas, but so Ultimate Muscle was an amazing anime from my childhood. <laughs> How did it's, you watch this as a child? It was on Fox Kids. It was How was this on Fox Kids? Because it was very kindly adapted for more American taste by the good people of Four Kids Entertainment. Really? Yeah. So, and there, there's a there's a story behind the uh, the adaptation of the show. Like in terms of uh, what they had to like adjust to to make it happen, but um, yeah. And I, I just I want to give a shout out to like four kids in general, actually, real quick, because I think a lot of people hate that company for what it did to every anime it ever touched. But yeah. I, I genuinely love the four kids dubs. Like I can't watch, um, I can't watch Yu-Gi-Oh any other way than the, than the Four Kids Entertainment dub. The One Piece one though. The One Piece are you, the pirate. I mean, so the dub in general is kind of iffy, but the pirate rap is, <sighs> is amazing. I still have. I had that on my iPod. <laughs> the, the, it was so bad though. The 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 uh, like everything about the dub. But everything about the editing. But it was, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Of, and to be fair, like, I didn't actually watch the dub of One Piece very much. I can't say to that end. But I mean, in general, like, everything like four kids touch was altered significantly. Like they even cut out the little garden arc. Really? Yeah. And the huh. four kids stuff. They cut that out. Oh, weird. And that, I thought that, that was is, unfamiliar. Yeah, and that arc is like super, super important. Yeah, for Usopp probably. Yeah. But, so. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, just to get back to so with Ultimate Muscle, anyway. Um, it's it's like the stupidest show ever. It's basically like WWE wrestling. Uh, the anime, cranked up to like a twelve or something. Like it's like the humor is super like lowbrow. Uh it's just it's just so goofy. Hmm. It follows the adventures of like the main character is Kid Muscle, who has to save the universe from like the Galactic Federation of Evil or some generic thing. But luckily, instead of just blowing up the planet Earth, they're willing to settle the differences through uh wrestling matches. 
which is really convenient for for the skill set that the heroes have. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just I just love it because it's very much like it's got a JoJo's flavor in the sense of like everyone's like superpowers just like really bizarre and weird. Like don't make any sense. Like there's a guy who has the power to like change into like different like chess pieces. Um, there's Wally Tuskett who's part walrus. Uh, Dick Dick Van Dick who's part uh, Dick Dick. He's a kind <laughs> of gazelle. <laughs> okay. He was my favorite though because that show went out of their way to say Dick Dick Van Dick as much as they could. Like any chance they could. <laughs> that was the whole gag for him. But I'm, I'm seeing a lot of like weird names on the uh, character lists. Terry the Kid. Yeah, Terry the Kid. He's the uh, I think he's like the guy from Texas. Like mm. he's like the super stereotypical like Japanese perception of an American. Oh yeah. He's super funny. Like he always has his cowboy boots, his hat. He talks in a really awful southern accent. But yeah, the show is just. It's so bad, but it's so good, and it's it's just, it's really interesting that it, I think it did, it did not do very well in Japan, but it was popular enough that they uh, they like uh, four kids actually commissioned for them to finish the final twenty six episodes of the show. So the final twenty six episodes of that show are only available in English. It was never dubbed in Japanese. Was it? Like as far as I can tell, like I was looking on, I was like. You can't even like really find any of it in Japanese, really. It's hard to dig up, but like according to Wikipedia, anyway, like mm. the final twenty six episodes were English only. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a fun, ridiculous show, and I don't know. I still like it, so interesting. Yeah. Trying well, to start off with I thought it was going to be something worse, but I guess we're not done yet. No, yeah, I, I, I wanted to start off easy, so I started off by saying that four kids wasn't that bad. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so um, my next one is um, Smile Pretty Cure. Oh, all right. Um, or as uh, Netflix calls it, Glitter Force. Wait, that's what Glitter Force is? Yeah, it's Smile Breaker. Oh, okay. Um, and the reason why I picked Smile over some other ones is because Smile was pretty bad. I mean, the uh, the, the plot and everything, uh, a lot of like, uh, and like kind of like the ending was kind of bad, but man, those characters in that show, each one of them were pretty funny and like it heavily relied on a lot of comedy. And, uh, I don't know. It was just a lot of fun, you know? Okay. And, uh, um, it actually had some good, like, um, action scenes, I believe. It had, like, the coolest, like, uh, robot scene. Like, one of the characters, like, became, like, a robot or something like that. And that was really cool. Um, it was, uh, it's a lot more, like, light and comedic compared to the other ones. Because a lot of the other ones are just like, blank, blank, moral of the story is this. The the moral for today's episode is this. Or uh, this week's monster of the week is this. 
this also had that, but it was more focused on like, there was a lot of comedy too. Like the characters played off each other really well. And, uh, um, and yeah, it's, it was great. And this was like during my time when I was like really like into the pretty cure stuff, because, uh, for some reason I really enjoyed it because it was just like lighthearted fun kind of. Okay. You didn't really have to like think too much about it. It was just like, oh, monster of the week, uh, a bit lighthearted, relaxing type show. And I watched like a bunch of pretty pretty here series in a row. And I think the one that stood out to me the most, aside from Heart Catch, was uh, Smile. Okay. So, yeah. Smile. That your... Yeah, that's a. Uh... That's the, uh, an anime meant for little kids. Yeah the the uh, the glitter uh, the glitter force version though mm-hmm. is pretty bad. I, I would not recommend the glitter force version. Okay. I, I think it's it was kind of done the same way as uh, the four kids dubs. Like they really played it up to be four little kids. Yeah, they like changed like the all the names of the characters to be like American like names. Western names. Yeah. Like, uh, I wish I wish I had like the, uh, the, the name of the, uh, uh, the English name versus the Japanese name, but I don't have it at the moment. And, uh, my enemy list doesn't have it listed as a name. So, oh yeah. And it also had like some good villains too. It, it like uh, kind of played up the uh, fairy tale aspect, so there was okay. kind of like uh, like one of the main villains is like a wolf or something like that. Hmm. It played it played a lot of heavily into um, that sort of stuff. So yeah, that, it was a lot of fun. That actually interests me. I I like me some fairy tales. Huh. Yeah. Okay, I'd, I'd say it's one of the one of the better pretty cures because like a lot of pretty cures hit or miss. You know, it's uh, a lot of it is really hard to get through, um, especially some of the older stuff. In my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, the I got through a lot of it. I think there was only like maybe like one or two seasons that I that I didn't see. Wow. Uh. But that obviously has increased by so much since I stopped. Um, I stopped around the time when Doki Doki Pretty Gear was coming out. I think that was the last full one that I saw. And then there's a bunch of other ones that I heard that were good after that. But unfortunately, uh, I've never had the chance. Anyway... That's my second one. Yeah, that's that's a fun one. Yeah, definitely a little different. Yeah, it's 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 a show truly meant for kids. Yeah, it's um, not a t-shirt you want to wear in public, maybe. Yeah, it's not a t-shirt made in public, but uh, it was fun. It was fun for a like magical girl show. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, like a genuine, just like regular kind of magical girl show, those don't exist anymore. So it is a plus. Yeah, 
uh, pretty curious. One of the one of the ones holding on that, and like I think Aikatsu, I think is the other one that's holding on. Right, someone's got to keep that torch going. Hey, they sell lots of merch, and uh, that, that's like the main thing out of the the uh, um, seasons and stuff like that. Is like they always have that magical item that changes them into the pretty cure, whatever. And right. you can buy those. Uh, I think the most cringe thing about the pretty cure stuff was the movies that I watched. Okay. Uh, the movies were really rough to watch because they're like interactive movies. Oh, nice. So like uh, right at the beginning, as it's starting the uh, the like mascot comes on is like, Hey everyone, don't forget to like, uh, turn on your flashlight. And then when we tell you when the precures need help, you need to wave your wands. <laughs> That's amazing. And then when it gets to that point in the movie, they're like, everyone let's help out the precures to make sure that they beat the enemy. Did you and make sure you get your wand out, Chris? <laughs> yeah. I, I got out my pen and was like, Woo! get your lighter oh, going. No. <laughs> <laughs> Th- those were the most cringe to watch. That's so yeah. much fun, though. Are you kidding me? It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> and uh, something interesting that the, the Pretty Cure series has is they have like basically the Avengers type movies. What? That are called Precure All Stars, which has every single Pretty Cure in the show, like from every single um, series. Oh, they all come together in that one episode, in that one. Wow, movie. that's awesome. I haven't seen any of them, but uh, uh, I heard that they're pretty like interesting to watch. That'd be that'd be great. That's like those uh, Yu-Gi-Oh crossover movies they did back away back a little See, bit. That that's kind of, that's kind of why I wanted to watch all of them because I was like, oh, I want to like watch those uh, big All Stars movies and like actually know the context behind characters. Yeah, but then it became way too much for me. <laughs> you didn't want to watch thirty different series? No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, what is your next one? Okay, so my number two, getting a little bit darker now. Um, and you, I'm sure you'll you'll like this one a lot, Chris. But I want to talk about um, this lesser known series called Black Rock Shooter. Oh no! <laughs> um, oh no! Hey, are you talking about the OVA or the TV series? Uh, yes. In yes. terms of actual, in terms of actual pleasure, probably the OVA is better. Okay. I can, but, I can roll with the OVAs. <laughs> but, but here's, here's the thing though. Um, I mean, I guess for people who don't know or who don't remember uh, Black Rock Shooter, um, it was this really weird phenomenon phenomena it was a big deal like 10 years ago maybe 15 years ago even um it was like a series of like drawings that a an illustrator made 
and then it like spawned like this like massive franchise of all these things were like they were completely unrelated except for the, the black rock shooter character who's like a girl with like a blazing blue eye and she has like a giant cannon thing that she like uses to fight stuff with and so like there's like a million different like versions of like what her universe is since there's like no real canon behind the drawing um yeah the ova is is probably like it was like 45 minutes or something yeah i think that's generally considered like the best animated version of her yeah it's, uh, yeah. it's it's got a really great uh fight that takes place basically over like the length of the whole thing um because like the, it's like an, the ova kind of like cuts between like kind of like this like slice of life drama and this like epic like post-apocalyptic fight yeah and, and it's, a, it's a really fun ova to watch i you know i'm sure you can find it out there it's it's worth watching but then i also want to give a shout out to uh the eight episode anime series that was made okay because here's the thing i am willing to concede that there were a couple of issues with the production a couple of okay a couple of chinks in the mithril armor that was <laughs> this golden show <laughs> okay but no like for for serious like like the 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 plot is all over the place like i can't even really tell you for sure what happened it really feels like two different shows are happening constantly and like they have like no connection at all because it, it tried to do the same thing as like the ova where it's like <clears throat> it's like kind of like half slice of life with like these like middle school girls having all these like you know kind of like trying to overcome these like different problems and dramas and things and like it was kind of interesting sort of and then there's like the other half of the show that's like these like crazy epic um cg animated like really good cg actually like i went back and like, i was watching a couple of clips and, like these fights are still really sick like they're awesome and that's kind of like where I'm like torn with the shows because like the slice of life part of the show and the way they try to like kind of connect it with the fight scenes and stuff is pretty shoddy. And there's a couple of characters that are just like really unlikable. Um, but the fights like, I mean, this is like I mean, years later. This is still like some of like my favorite fight scenes in a show. Um and uh especially the uh the fight between black rock shooter and chariot is like my favorite sequence like probably like my like top 10 like just like fight sequences of all anime i've ever seen like i am still desperately trying to find a chariot figure kinder of chariot as a character is like my ideal like it's so cool yeah chariot i don't remember this at all um yeah i think she's like chariot is like the first like fight sequence i think if i remember right but it's the awful girl who pretends to be in a wheelchair because she's an awful person like that's the counterpart to the slice of life okay 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 but Here's here's my again. What's what's your counter statement here? So I gave Black Rock Shooter the TV series a two out of ten. Okay. 
And uh, I didn't like it because of everything that had to do with everything that was happening outside of the real life. Wait, you wait, you didn't you liked the slice of life part? No, no, I meant like the slice of life part was the worst part. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, it was it was unbearable to watch a lot of the times, and uh, I could not get through it at all. And yeah, uh, I, I agree. I mean, I, I agree. The, the show has has many problems. Um, like a lot of like the, I guess like the real characters. I don't know. Again, let's see. What I'm saying like the the way that they connect them up is like makes no sense. It's such a such a nightmare of a plot. But the fights are so darn good. Yeah. Like all, all I remember from the TV series, uh, what made me hate it was there was one episode where I think it was the girl in the wheelchair. She was like screaming and like going crazy in like one whole episode it was like and it was like out of left field for me no yeah well yeah i mean and they i think i know what you're talking about yeah and like they kind of they give you like a couple of flags that things aren't quite right but then yeah like yeah the that that chick has is she oh. she's easily the worst she's probably like for me she's probably like the worst character in all of anime yeah which is awful because she is she's like she's like the direct counterpart to like one of my favorite like at least character designs in yeah. anime i uh i agree that the uh the black rock shooter part the stuff in like the dream world or whatever that that stuff is amazing. Like uh, that's why the uh, OVA was so good, is because like it was just that. Right. Yeah. It was like it was like very light on like there was like a slice of life. I want to say it was like maybe like two or three segments tops. There were like the slice of life in that OVA, and then like the rest was just like this like really long fight sequence with like this like crazy apocalyptic world. Yeah, Huke uh, Huke did a great job with the uh, the character designs of Black Rock Shooter and stuff like that. Um, um, do you know the other works that Huke does? Uh, nope. Really? Well, let me let me tell you. Sure. He does, he does the character designs for Steinscape. Okay. And he does the did the character design for Kiara. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know if uh, if you knew that. But you did. I, I had no idea. That's he really is, cool. Though. Uh, Kiara's pop, Papa. Is that the legendary Papa she talks about in the streams? Yep. yep, Puke. Huh. Yeah. So he's the one that betrays her constantly. Yes. And that trolls her. Yeah. Yeah. So now you get that context. I thought you knew that. But. No, I had no idea. I, I mean, I usually I like to I try to do like follow up on that kind of stuff, but this is one I've never really like dived on because, like, as much as I love the, you know, thirty percent of the show. Yeah. It's, yeah. See, I, I really like Huke because uh, his art, because of the Black Rock Shooter stuff, as well as he was the. Uh, 
the artist for Supercell, my favorite band. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I could see that. Like a bunch of my CDs in my room are a bunch of his art artwork. Huh. There so, you go. So yeah. Um That's a guilty pleasure. Actually, yeah, that is definitely a guilty pleasure. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, my next one is um I'd say kind of like a guilty pleasure anime. It was uh it wasn't the greatest show, but it wasn't bad either. It was like average, but I really, really enjoyed it. Okay. And it's called uh Yamada Kun and the Seven Witches. Hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Uh, I don't think so. Um it's basically about a guy who, like, uh, whenever he, like, kisses a girl or something like that, he, like, trades bodies with them, basically. Or whoever he kisses, like, he switched, swaps bodies with. Huh. Okay. And it's about, like, him in this, like, club trying to figure out this power or whatever that he has. Right, huh. Okay. Yeah. And apparently, like, um, all the other, uh, these other girls are, like, um, in his school are, like, witches or something, that they have, like, different powers that are activated when they kiss someone. Okay. So, it's, 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 it's interesting. That's convenient, the way that <laughs> plays yeah, out. It, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's not the greatest show ever. Let me be honest. It's. It was very. It's a very horror-y show. Right. Sure. Um. Not much etchy stuff in it, even though that there is a uh, kissing in it. Right. Like. Never really goes further than that. And that might be for the best if they're body swapping. That could get really. Out yeah. Of hand. But... But yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, the, uh, uh, one of the most interesting, uh, well, it wasn't super interesting. It was just a fun show, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it, you know, points for kind of an original concept, I guess. Yeah. It's a, uh, like, it's a different type of, uh, harm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And the, the, the main character was kind of like this, uh, delinquent kind of guy so he's kind of like different i guess okay so and uh i really like the the main girl i thought she was really nice too so well character design wise and personality i guess there isn't much to say about it because like i watched it a long time ago and as i was going through my list i was like oh yeah i remember that it was a pretty trashy show, but I liked it. <laughs> that that show existed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your next one? Okay, my next one is is a genuine guilty pleasure. I'd say we're officially crossing the line into <clears throat> like I shouldn't like it, but I do. Um, this one is called Midori Days. 
Midori days. Yep. Uh, or Midori no Hibi, if you prefer Japanese. Oh, this is the one you were talking to me about? Okay. My Chris is bracing himself again. I'm bracing myself. Okay. Okay, so... I'm going to, I want to, I'm going to explain the plot here and I want everyone to just, to just kind of collectively agree with me. We're all going to be like very mature about this and just hear me out. (laughs) Okay. So the plot of the show, it's about a high schooler, Seiji Sawamura. Um, One, basically he's just living his life. Totally normal high school student until one morning he wakes up to discover that his right hand has turned into a beautiful girl named Midori. And uh, it's his Midori hand. Yeah. <sighs> and uh, you know, it's it's a little awkward at first, but they grow to like each other and they start dating, and that's they that's start the sh- dating. I didn't yeah. remember you telling me that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's very much a, it's a rom-com and it's a I mean and that is the premise is like um, he has to go through data, uh trying to pretend that his right hand is not actually a girl and <laughs> the rest of the world is surprisingly ignorant <laughs> of this detail um but it's actually like, like weirdly enough, that be like, this this kind of feels like the manga probably like it started as a joke, but then like it got more serious or something later because it actually like it becomes a really heartfelt series. Like it's only thirteen episodes. Um, I think the manga the manga ran like for a bit longer, I think, but it's like it's a really quick watch and it's it's so worth watching. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um. But yeah, because like, you, like as ridiculous as the concept is, like you start finding out there's like actually like more going on than than meets the eye. And I don't, I don't want to talk about spoilery things necessarily because it's worth watching to experience for yourself. Um, but as far as like romantic comedies go, I love like the character development of the of Seiji and Midori yeah. is some of the best I've seen considering like like as ridiculous as the concept is like the character development is really good um character development well like well I mean like legitimately because like uh just especially like with Seiji like he goes from being like this uh he's like this delinquent high school student who's known for like getting into fights constantly he's known for having the devil's right hand amongst his uh his like gangster friends basically he's got like this like killer uppercut that like knocks people out in one hit but, see, I actually have a history with this show like, really you've seen it I've seen like one or two episodes of it okay what's your and, experience uh, my experience is that uh I I vaguely remember watching it in a uh, group event. Like we were watching it as a group. Okay. Uh, for like Blu-ray, I think it was. And uh, um, I think a, a guy was like, "You have to see this show. It's super weird." And we watched like one episode, and it was, of course, extremely weird. Oh yeah. 
and uh, and uh, yeah, um, I, I I remember I watched one episode of it, and I was like, you know what, this is way too weird for me. <laughs> but uh, honestly, what I, from what you're saying, I kind of want to watch it. You know, it, it's it's authentically like really good. Like it's still like one of my top ten for like romantic comedies, and just the just the way the story progresses, um, like the way like Seiji is as a character at the beginning of the show, um, to where he is at the end, is such a complete like one eighty change, and then just uh, the character Midori, um, just yeah, she is such a strange, interesting character, but. It's, it's really good. I, I mean, I give this like a strong recommendation of at least you know trying it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go into anything any further than that. Just, yeah, it, it's worth, especially because of how short it is. It's worth watching. I think the first time I watched it, I, I binged the whole thing in one day, and I've watched it a couple of times since then because I like it. Interesting. So interesting. Like, that is Midori Days. I'll have to look for the for a place to watch it. So I don't yeah. think it's available anywhere. Yeah, it's not uh, legally available anywhere that I know of. For yeah. pretty, I don't know if it was ever licensed. Um, no, it it was licensed by Media Blasters at some point, but that was like 15 years ago. So yeah, I'm gonna say out of print. Yeah, it's probably definitely out of print it's worth hunting down now so pretty sure you know what my last one is your last one uh guilty pleasures that from chris so i've already kind of talked about it Uh, okay um so my the the one that I'm talking about is To Love Rue. Oh, gee. Okay. Yeah. I'll listen. Skeptically. Yeah. So so this show is like super fan servicey. It's super uh, harem. Super harem. Yeah. It, it's probably like the harem etchy show. But like the best part about it in my opinion, is uh, I really like the characters. The, the characters are really fun. Uh, like the main character, Lala, she's really fun. And uh, like she always like makes these like weird inventions that like turn ever, turn everything upside down and make a lot of like hilarious situations. And I really enjoy that. And But I think the most thing that I love about it is the character designs. The uh, the character designs of every single character in the show um, is really really good, like the uh, the art style and everything like that. I really liked it, and uh, it's a very unique style, unique uh, drawing style, and uh, yeah, of course the uh, the uh, the uh, fan service and stuff is. Is, is decent, good, and stuff like that. But right, I, I right. mostly loved the the humor of it. The humor was like really funny. 
there's a lot of times that I was like laughing out loud during like episodes. And uh, uh, one of the best parts of that in the uh, darkness uh, series, because there's like two series, there's two love room, two love room darkness. Okay. And uh, uh, darkness uh, um, centers around uh, Lala's sister a lot. Uh, Momo and she's probably my favorite character in the series hmm. because she willingly knows that she is not going to be picked by the main character so she wants to make the harem happen <laughs> so it's just her trying to make the harem happen right that's like her like best case scenario I guess yep yeah, yeah. she was like best case scenario is if everyone gets him right. <laughs> Like, if I can't have him, everyone will. Yes. So that that concept uh, was like, wow, I've never heard of, th- thought of that before. It's like uh, someone trying to actually get the harm ending and right. nearly succeeding on it. <laughs> nearly. Good, I guess. I, I feel like if it went on for longer, it, it would actually happen. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Because I think the, uh, both of them, uh, I think one of the main girls was like, yeah, of course, the harm thing would be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm not selfish, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, uh, um, it, it's a uh, it's an interesting show. It's uh, it's really trashy, extremely trashy. Um, there's like no redeeming qualities <laughs> in this show but okay. you know what it was just extremely fun extremely funny um and just an overall great time yeah i mean i'm glad you like it i guess and i, and I was thinking of buying it <laughs> oh my gosh yeah bye yeah but yeah so that's my last one all right that's a that's a, that's a strong one to end on chris i'll give you that <laughs> yeah and like the fan the fan service on to lover is like it's extremely yabai it's like borderline <laughs> they walk uh, yeah, the line so many times no yeah it, it's legendary for that like yeah i like even i know that much like mm-hmm. all right well <laughs> I'm strapping myself in for your last one. All right. So, okay. So this last one is, uh, I, I don't know if you, you, you may have heard of this one, Chris. This is like a very little known one, I think, but for my last pick, I want to talk about a show from about 14 years ago. Looks like called Moe Ten. Moe Ten. Yeah. So here's the thing. Cause I can anyone who has heard of the show is already judging me, so I need to hurry and start defending myself on this. <laughs> so this show um, was adapted off of um uh English learning books actually. Uh so the whole, the whole yeah it's a magical girl anime um that was supposed to help people learn english that's the premise unfortunately um the the moitan like study books are like legendarily 
are like they're like infamous like there was like su- such bad english english even like um like i think moatan itself I, just, I looked it up was it was an acronym for methodology methodology of english the academic necessity okay but anyway so yeah this the show ostensibly was to help you learn english and it gave up after episode four and never mentioned English again. But that's beside the point. Um, it's yeah, it's a magical girl show. It follows Ink Nijihara, who is kind of tricked. Um, first of all, she is... Uh, anyway, yeah, so she's a high school student. She gets tricked into becoming a magical girl by this, like, isekai duck who becomes, like, her mascot. Okay. And he he basically sells her like because like like he needs her to like defeat a bunch of monsters for him so that he can like get back to his world. And the way he sells her on is like if you disguise yourself as a magical girl, you can hang out with that boy you like and teach him English, and he'll never know it's you. Okay. <laughs> and so she's like, ah, oh, this is this is a flawless plan. I'll sneak into this boy's house every night to t- teach him English as a magical girl, and fight monsters on the side. <laughs> It's a. I'm looking at the genres, and it says etchy. Yeah, that's that's the next thing I need to talk about. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to lay out the positive points first. <laughs> so, Jason. So yeah, um, and it it kind of becomes like a whole nightmare situation because like there's a bunch of other girls that get roped into things like there's like a magical bunny and a magical cat that show up. And they make their own similar deals. And because, uh, yeah, then it gets to the crux of the problem with the show is that all the characters are supposed to be in high school, but they all look like they're about 10. And there's a lot of. Yeah, yeah that's what it looks like for the picture. <laughs> yeah, so. It says high school, and it does not look like high school. Yeah, Ink is 17 years old, and she does not look 17. And all of the monsters they fight have tentacles and laser <laughs> beams. Laser beams that like evaporate clothes. It's oh, okay. okay. It's such a problem. <laughs> Is it though? I mean, it's just it's one of those like a lot of the humor from the show too. Like, there's a lot of things that, like about the show that are like really funny, and like. I mean, like, Ink and, uh, let me think. Oh, my gosh. And, like, a lot of, like, the main characters are, like, really likable. But the mascot characters are just such a bunch of scum lords. They're just, like, totally taking advantage of, like, these innocent kids. Like, if you can, like, look past, like, the weirdness. Like, the, the I think what I really like about it, like, at least the early episodes, like, they're actually, like, pretending that it's, like, English language learning. Because you can tell it's a cast of people who have no idea how to speak English. Like the pronunciation is awful, the grammar is nonsensical. Um, the sentences, like it's actually like super funny English sentences. Like I don't think they, I can't imagine they like really translated the English for the Japanese people because I don't think they would have been able to get away with the sentences they were teaching. Really, it's just like not that they were like. 
like inappropriate sentences per se, but it's like a lot of like really like black humor kind of stuff. Like I'm trying to remember what some of the like some of the sentences are so funny. But like they're like just like really dark jokes. Like it's like the animators talking about like it, it I mean it's literally like it's like jokes like from the from the author, like from the animator talking about like how much like they hate their life or like how much they hate this or that. Or, like saying something mean about the producer. It's like really like meta like English like jokes. But I thought you didn't like meta jokes. I like I like fourth wall breaking in in shows at least to an extent and like with this show like it's not trying to be serious ever but yeah i know it's it's a it's such a weird show its existence perplexes me and i think that's why i like it so much like i really love or like i tend to enjoy things that exist if they shouldn't exist just like okay. just the fact that like somebody allowed it to happen is just fascinating to me. Oh, Kuroi, that was the other girl. She's yeah, the the rival girl character. Uh, Kuroi is super funny. She's she's just a super brat, but she's great. Anyway. I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's fine. This is yeah. This is like the worst one by far. At least so the ones I'm other, other guilty pleasure show. Huh? The what ones about I'm your other guilty, What about your other guilty pleasure show? I one will never be guilty for Ori emo. I will oh, defend no, it to I'm my not, final I'm breath. Talking, I'm not talking about that one. What other one could there be? What? Wait. Talking about one that you have posters of. That's a. <laughs> But that's not an anime. This is the Anime Dive podcast. Is it? I mean, we could talk about the Japanese dub. It's really good. No, we're not talking about the Japanese dub of Rainbow Dash. Why do you always you always accuse me of liking Rainbow Dash, and it hurts my feelings. <laughs> it really does. I, thought, I thought everyone likes Rainbow Dash. I thought that was oh. the one that everyone likes. No, she was like the mascot for the fandom early on. But we I like to think that the bronies have matured since then. Never find their taste. This has been Guilty Pleasures with Deep Anime Dive. Oh yes. I'm sorry, I'm kinda of Yeah, I know you're getting really bored, Chris. <laughs> oh, no, I I just didn't get enough sleep last night to be honest. Uh oh. Up to so, like playing them video games again. Them video games, yes. Whatever the kids are into. Yeah. Anyway, this uh, is a good uh, good discussion. Kind of learned a lot more things about you. Yes. Yeah. Well, I learned things about me too. Uh, so to, yeah, uh, properly research things before you uh, before you actually. Uh, <laughs> recommend yeah. it or <laughs> state it out loud <laughs> well where can they find you Swift? um don't <laughs> don't <laughs> fine you can find me, you can find me on my anime list uh, slash profile slash uh, gray suede 
I recently updated everything, I think. I may have forgotten a couple of things. Yeah. But I should be pretty well caught up with what I'm actually doing there now. All right, cool. Where can they meet you, Chris? Probably the same place at uh, my anime list. Um, slash Ariamachi. Yes. And there might be new places in the future. But we'll... Uh, We'll see what happens. Nice. Sounds good. Um, if you want to... Oh, first of all, uh, question of the day. Oh, uh, What about y'all? Do you have any guilty pleasures? Shameful secrets? Shameful uh, anime secrets. <laughs> uh, the best kind of secrets. What's... like? I don't know, like... And it doesn't have to be like a trashy show, but like, what's the show that you're like, you know, maybe not something you would typically watch, but you kind of enjoy. Like, I think everyone has like at least one or two of those. Uh, if you want to reach out to the podcast about it, uh, we're on Twitter. You can go to, we're at Deep Anime Dive. Yes. You can tweet Find it up us with there. us. Tweet us up. Um, tell uh, uh, Sweet how uh, disappointed you are in him. I mean, you could say nice things too. I like compliments. <laughs> could, yeah, but you could pat me on my head and say Yoku Yatta. That'd be nice. No. <laughs> that would just or, be wrong. Or like Gambata Noni. <laughs> No. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is so, just not how it's going to work. You can also email us at deepanimedive at gmail.com. Yes. Um, feel free to talk to whoever. Like you can, If you have a, something you want to say specifically to Chris, I can pass it along to him. You can tell him mean things. That's, that's fine. Yeah. You want them to king up on me now? Yeah. Just See, my stuff to... is normal. I'm normal. I'm normal. I'm trying to. <laughs> I I can be normal. I promise. I don't know why this happens every episode. Can I you? Just, I end up like in this corner of shame every time. By the end, I swear yep. I don't plan it. <laughs> I just just trying to live my best life. <laughs> Really? I think. Anyway. <laughs> so great. Let's let's end this podcast. Yes. And on that note. Yeah, let's uh until we meet again in like two or three years. Yep. We'll see you then. Yep. Uh, next next time on Deep Overdose. <laughs> Have a good one everybody. Farewell.
like I, I didn't actually even Google this one because I don't want to know what comes up, but that's not too bad, actually. Yep. That, that's kind of, man, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you know what? I regret. It's like I, I was watching like the opening theme. And I was like, oh, yeah, this show wasn't so bad. But no, it's. Ooh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah <laughs> oh wow okay you know what all right <laughs> i would like to uh, rescind the last 20 minutes <laughs> can i strike that from the internet who <laughs> 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 you lucky that jeez <laughs> Okay, everyone. Oh. New homework assignment. Don't don't watch Moe Ten. Don't look it up. 